got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, the wind is expensive. I got expensive, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Kevin Hill? Looking good over there down at Freight Alley. Yes, I'm, I'm down here in the studio audience of uh, five or six people in here in Freight Waves. Nice. Keep your social distance from one another. Yes, they're all back behind the cameras. Uh, a lot of people have been in sort of this quarantine situation a lot longer than I have. They've been a few weeks, and I'm only one weekend, but I'm already going kind of crazy. I'm already losing track of, like, days and time going to bed at seven o'clock at night waking up at two in the morning and then watching silicon valley for like eight hours straight before it's time to work i don't know things are upside down i don't know but that's a great way to spend your time silicon valley was a great show i I recommend anyone going out and watching it it's a hysterical mike judge who always does great things beef his butthead office space now silicon valley (laughs) silicon valley (laughs) I'm also looking to say we should be on LinkedIn right now. I'm just going to pull that up. Usually we do the comments on here. I did not get a notification, but we are popped up right now. We so are. leave your comments. Say hello. Who do we got here? Jo- Jose Socorro. He says the jams are for real. Bessie Brodigan. She, uh, she's got a girl doing a dance. The big old siesta. All right, man. Today, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be talking about how to make some demo videos, right? We talked about how to introduce yourself via video last week. This week, we're going to tell you how to introduce... Uh, your, your company, the benefits for your product, and all those kind of things, right? That is exactly right. And we both put out uh, not really a demo video, but a, a personal sales video on LinkedIn this week. I think yours went up this morning. Mine went up yesterday afternoon. And uh, great reactions from them. They're, they're fun to do. I was, I was a little self-conscious actually <coughs> making a, a sales video with a, or a 30-second clip with my iPhone for whatever reason, right? I, even, you know, we're even a little bit self-conscious doing that, I think. We're, how, how was you? <laughs> Were you a little bit? Well, Jody Spalding said days of the week are not a real thing anymore. Chris Jolly said, let's go. Looking forward to it. John Giza says, hello, fellas. And Dylan Campbell says, Ulrich Bachman, legendary character. All good stuff. Is No, I'm kind of used to it by now. I've been in front. I thought I you would be used to it. You've got, you've got like three cameras pointed at you right now. I know. It's, it's, it's like I'm behind this desk almost every day now, and I'm still a little bit self-conscious about it. So everyone out there who feels a little self-conscious about video them, videoing them on a demo or, or maybe like a 30-second, 60-second kind of client, uh, a video that, or prospecting video that you're going to send it out, it's normal. You should but feel you a little doing, self-conscious about it. You were using yours. You were using an example of what we did last week, which is sort of those mm-hmm. introductory videos. You're going to either quickly promote something. You were promoting this upcoming show and back promoting the previous show. But in the same way you'd use it for sales, you'd be using it to show your personality and to just very quickly get uh, convey a message to somebody, right? So there's a call to action. They know to go and do something. There's a call to action. Mine was the survey that we did that we're going to show here in a little bit. It was very interesting results this week. I can't wait to get to the survey portion. Uh, but just one quick, one quick hit, one quick call to action, and uh, and and done. Brevity is is necessary. So thirty. I, I I think mine was thirty four seconds. I think I saw the timer on yours is twenty nine seconds. So mm-hmm. a nice little quick hit to uh, to get dip your toes in the the water. Darren Williams says, uh, Vest Day. Yes, Darren, Vest Day is best day. 
Cassandra Gay says, what's going on? You look good, but she misses the in-studio. Cindy Curtis, always good to do live video demos and also have a recorded demo. Yeah, and we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the difference between both and how making these demo videos differ from what we talked about last week, which was just giving that introductory video. This is a little bit more degree of difficulty, so you're kind of in video 201 right now. But as we are wont to do, we'll start this out with a quote, Kevin. This one Let's is, and maybe... Maybe you can guess where it comes from or the audience can is now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. <laughs> you know where well, that's so, coming from? Well, Star Wars. Sure is. Or man. One, one of the Star greatest Wars. demos in the galaxy was Emperor Palpatine at that star blowing up Alderaan. I, I, you know what? I can't disagree with that. That was a very powerful thing. You blow up a planet. And uh, you, you basically, you, you demonstrate the, the, the power of the Death Star. But here's something very important. I picked that quote because when we're talking yes, about demos, there's, there, cause there's an adage as old as the sun, right? And it's show, don't tell. And Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader, they brought Princess Leia to the bridge and let her see her planet get destroyed. They didn't keep her in the jail cell and then tell her that her planet got destroyed. They let her see the power. They demonstrated it right to her. I, I, you know what? Now that you explain it, I love this quote. I will love it more. I, I saw it in the show notes right before I got on, and I was like, what is Dooner even talking about? Why? <laughs> what, you know, the Death Store? What does that have to do with, with, with demos and videos? But you nailed it right on the head, you know? It is, uh, he did show her the full power and force of that big laser hitting the, the planet. What planet was it? It was Alderaan. It was Alderaan, her home planet. Right. Her, her family was on there. What was a planet in Spaceballs? What did I, they call that? I, I can't remember that one. I, I don't know. Now you're just railroading <laughs> me. Let's talk about that. Demos can show off your product, though, in ways that web copy can only hope to, right? So yes. one of the reasons you want to use a demo is to figure out who your prospect is. I, well, there's a couple. So let's, uh, let's define these, right? You have the recorded demos, which are usually a little bit slicker. They're showing off some features, some benefits. You kind of pick a target audience and you're going very broad. Then you have the narrow demo videos where you are going to a specific prospect, right? Yes, you're exactly right. So the recorded ones are, are good. I, I've used the recorded ones in the past and uh, you know, more of, of screen and narration over the screen while I did a quick demo, keep it you know, two or three minutes. Uh, but I really like those because then you, know, you could be sleeping, you could be out grocery shopping, and someone's demoing your product. You don't actually have to physically be there. But you know, when you do a live <laughs> video demo, you got to do a live video demo. And it's to show people how to use things at scale. Now, when we started the show, we mentioned Silicon Valley. And I, I believe it was either season two or season yes. three. I've watched <laughs> so many in a row. But a big issue comes up, and that is... Monica gets the release, right? The beta release of Pied Piper. Pied Piper is the software that compresses, it compresses videos down, right? And it compresses files down and they're up in the cloud. But this is like 2015 America. People aren't as familiar with the cloud. So everybody who started downloading Pied Piper would download it, but then they didn't know how to use it. So they had to go around, they had to go on a road show, a, a, a tour around the country, teaching people how to use the program to demo it. The focus groups. So the scene in the focus groups when Richard comes out, and he's just mad. He's like, you people are idiots. You don't know how to use Pied Piper. And they didn't because it's too complicated. Too complicated. No one knew how to use it. They couldn't sell it. They couldn't create a story about how to use it. It was all about technical details, like a software engineer would want to know about. 
But the user doesn't care about the technical details. User cares about usability. Jacob Reed, he says, enjoying the new time slot sandwich and soup while listening, and now a Star Wars reference score. <laughs> Always. Uh, Cindy Curtis, she says, the benefits of the live demo is the Q&A, of course, to really bring people into it. And we'll talk about some pros and cons about that. Garland Miller says, should your face be tied to your product and business? Well, I guess that also depends, right? It depends. I, I found that, you know, basically... I, I, it works better if your face is tied to your, your product and your company. I, I think it just works so much better than if you're this mysterious, you know, you know the emperor of the universe that barely, um, barely makes an appearance and no one knows what you look like. Uh, it's, it's not quite as powerful if you're out there uh, pitching, hawking, and, and demoing your product and, and having your name and face associated with your company. Kevin, before I forget, you were trying to put subtitles on your video yesterday. You're going to put it on your next one, but what software are you going to use, and who told you what to use? So, um, so basically, it's, it was a Capwing. I, 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 mm -hmm. Yeah, Capwing. So uh, Jamin uh, uh, recommended it to me uh, yesterday in my LinkedIn post, and it was really simple and easy to use. It's free. Uh, basically, I uploaded my 30-second video, and, you know, so, so basically it automatically AI generates it, and you have to go in and do a little bit of editing, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad at all, right? So, and then you can take out some of the ands or buts or kind of the filler words that, that we all use when we're, we're speaking and make a, a much cleaner subtitle uh, listed so people don't have to have to, have to actually have the audio up and running. Uh, if they just see your video, they'll see the subtitles or the captions down below, and they can watch it that way. Yeah, go listen to last week's show. We told you why it's important, but spoiler alert, 80% of people who look at videos on Facebook and LinkedIn do not turn on the audio. So that's mm -hmm. where subtitles are vitally important. Now, talking about reading comments, we every time we do one of these shows, we put out a survey and we ask the, our networks on LinkedIn what they think makes a great demo video. So as we get started here, Anthony Vilvano, he said, demo videos that work best are the ones that are able to tell a story. Jamin said, I 100% agree with that. He shared a survey. Randy Hudson said, customer video testimonials telling how you help them solve a problem or what you've done, et cetera, can be part of your demo. Caleb Sisk, he says, I think regardless of the content in a demo presentation video, you have to establish a human connection with the person out of the gate. Who doesn't love talking about themselves? Great point. And we'll get back to that when we talk about what you should be talking about in that first 12 seconds. He says, ask about the company, but also the individual, then segue into your material. Odds are you will pick up on some tidbits to zero in on and make your demo even more engaging. 100% agree. Adam Robinson said, Dude, you're all set for haircut, May. He was complimenting your hairstyle, Kevin. He said, uh, seriously, love what you're putting out there, man. You know, video all day, every day. Integrating it, though, into an overall media asset-rich strategy. And Jamin kind of fortified that by also saying that you need to have good video. You need to have good email. You need to have good phone calls. You need to have good handwritten notes. You have to have good rapport, right? So this is just one arrow in the quiver. One arrow in the quiver, one tool in the toolbox. You have to use all those different methods that Jamin said because you don't know what's going to work. You never know what's going to work, and usually it's going to be a combination of all those touches. So having all those different methods, video, you know, handwritten notes, emails, phone calls, it just gives you the, the ability to, to, to mix it up and 
gives you a reason to to contact somebody over and over again as you go through prospecting, follow-ups, demoing, and the whole sales process. Let's talk about that. So you're sitting at home right now. Everyone out there, we have our we have our iPhones, we have a webcam, we get all this stuff. So you you already have all the equipment you need to get started making a video. And now you want to make a video and you want to go broad. So let's talk about some of the steps to making your first video and what to do for a recorded demo. For me, what I would do is just as I was writing something, I would make an outline first and decide who my audience is, who this video is going to go mm-hmm. to, and that's going to dictate everything I do next. Yeah, you, you have to know who you're speaking to. So so that's the most important part is is basically identifying your target market and then identifying your approach. You know, how are you going to approach? What's going to be the context of, of what you're going to say? What's the goal of that, right? So you have a target audience and your your end goal. Your end goal for this video is that call to action. It should be a call to action, right? Uh, but what is that call to action? Is it a further conversation? Is it for them to contact you? Uh, opening up with a question is a, a good approach. Uh, but... Uh, you have to figure out that approach before you even start writing your your outline. Yeah, for example, I, I read a lot of freight forms, right? I read a lot of forms frequented by truckers. And one problem I've noticed that they're having is really, really low rates and having trouble finding product density, right? Uh, lane density, where to go, where to put where to put their vehicles. Fortunately, I work for Freightwaves, and we have a product here called Sonar, right? So I, if I was a Sonar sales executive, may say, you know what? I want to make a video specifically for truckers who are having difficulty getting backhaul lanes or whatever and getting under a dollar a mile, and they want to decide they have a very crucial problem. Do they park their trucks or do they operate in this environment? Exactly right. So you have your target market, you have your approach, which is going to be rates. You're going to talk about rates. Now you have to figure out your call to action. And your call to action is to basically to further conversation at that point. But how do you want how do you want to do that? Do you want them to leave a comment if you're doing it on LinkedIn? Uh, do you want them to respond to an email? Do you want them to, uh, to, to reach out to you? Whatever that method is, you figure that out, and you're about 70% of the way there at that point. I read this on Screenlight, and it really stuck with me. And it said this, your window to get attention is tight, there's some good news. According to Brian Eisenberg, 80% of viewers who watch the first 12 seconds of your demo video will continue to watch it until the 72nd mark. So 70 seconds, really good sweet spot there. And in that first 12 seconds, this is crucial. This is your intro. This is your start. How do we start the video? You know, what? I think the easiest way, especially for someone who's not familiar with it or you're struggling with just starting video is a close in question. Right, so I I write a, head, a lot of headlines for our our podcast, like Great Quarter Guys, or articles or posts on FreightWaves.com. Or usually, I try to a yes or no closed in question, and that just drives curiosity. That in and the more you know clickbaitish it is, that the, the better. Uh, and it it basically it signals in the person's mind that this isn't going to be this long explanation, like how, why. Uh, it can, can kind of get in the weeds a little bit, but if it's a closed-in yes or no question, then people are expecting kind of uh, instant gratification. Is it going to be yes or no? And they'll give you a lot of lead time on on that opening. But I, I like closed-in questions. They're easy to do. Yeah, it could be something simple, like in our example, uh, owner-operators, are you having trouble getting you know, what you think it's worth to pull freight? I mean, whatever it yeah. may be. Uh, no, the, what, what's key here, though, is since you're making something broad, figure out what a problem is that your product solves. Because when you ask the question, 
the people who are answering yes, and there should be some if you're making this for a broad audience, will then make it through that 12-second point should you construct this well. Exactly right. And once you make it through that 12 seconds, if you can get to the 70 seconds, you should have everything laid out to where you really have the hook in the person now, right? So, so basically, you have a very simple, concise message for your demo, and you're only going to answer one or two maybe main features benefits. You don't really want to get into everything, the whole kitchen sink approach, because that's, that's confusing. It's, it's hard to really map out in your mind and communicate, and it's hard as well for, for your prospect or your customer to follow. A hundred percent, Kevin. So what I would do if I'm making this video and I'm doing an outline is I would ask that open-ended question. Then I would explain the problem that's associated with that question. And I would create some sort of transition, right? Using common phrasing, maybe using surveys that way I love so that the person we're talking to understands that they're not alone in this struggle. There a lot of other carriers are facing this problem X amount. And then you can show off the feature, but also show the benefit. And this is key. Don't just show off a feature and not really explain how it's going to help the person you're intending to target. And the broader something is, the harder this can be, the narrower it is, that it, it can be easier in the right hands. Yeah, you know, uh, so, something all salespeople should challenge themselves to do is to, is to do a demo without even talking about features. All about benefits, and it's easier to, to wrap a narrative and a story, to tell a story around the benefits, and leave the features out because the, the features are really secondary. You know, basically, if you can show someone what to do with these solutions, then the the, the feature that they'll ask you about the features. You know, how do I do that? How do I do that? So basically, I always try to, and I, I'm not the greatest at it, but I always try to not even talk about features, only about benefits. And then let them draw draw myself into to the actual features and, and because I like like everyone else data numbers features I can I, I can get myself into a sinkhole very quickly or rabbit hole going down that and it's hard to catch yourself once you start down that path. Yeah, it's helpful actually to stay in that 70-second glass, right? That's your container. Mm -hmm. So in that time, you're only really going to be able to focus uh, on a benefit or two of how you can solve their problem because then you want to get to the call to action, right? You want to ask them to either reach out to you to set up an appointment, even better, send them a Calendly link or something similar so they can make their own appointment based on your schedule or they can connect with you. But the point of the video is you want there to be a next step. And I know mm -hmm. this sounds so obvious, but I've seen a lot of demo videos that they just end. There's no want to know more. There's no talk to a rep. There's none of that stuff. It's just like, hey, isn't this thing cool? Yeah, I'm done. Or even worse, there's multiple calls to action, right? So, so you don't really know what to do. I, I sent out an email for the survey to my carry list crowd uh, yesterday, and I broke one of my golden rules is only one call to action. I put two in there because I had to crowd it in there because I wanted the survey and I wanted just the YouTube video uh, from last week's episode. And, you know, I was I was killing myself over that, really, because only one call to action, one simple way to, to get back in touch with you. And you can, you know, basically you can do LinkedIn or email me. Um, but, but a lot of times I just find that, that people try to do too many calls to action. If that makes sense. Does it make sense, Dooner? Well, yeah, because then it's confusing. And then you're making the person on the other end make a decision and they have yeah. to weigh what they want to do at their time. Do I want to book an appointment or do I just want to go to the website? Can I make the passive choice? You don't want to yeah. let them make the most passive choice. Eliminate it. Give them one choice. Yeah. Yes or no. 
And I see a lot of marketing material where, oh, share us, you know, contact us, you know, to learn more, go over to this other website. Uh, it, it just gets too confusing. You want to funnel everybody into one one avenue. So if you're posting a, a demo video on LinkedIn or YouTube, you know, just really simple contact details. Or yeah. basically sign up for more information, right? If you want to, to grow an email list, then just grow that email list. That, that's it. Leave the, the other contact details out. Martin Mayotte, he said, just tuning in, great topic. Have you guys referenced the American-made marketing John Ratzenberger from Cheers is promoting for truckers? I personally haven't. Have you? I haven't heard of it, but, you know, send us some details uh, on the comment board on LinkedIn, and we will uh, run with it. And Cindy Curtis says she likes to show the features and let them see the benefit, then drive it home, right? So we're not, this is the one key. If you have any takeaway from this, don't just sit there talking feature, feature, feature. You're going to mm -hmm. lose people very, very quickly. Yeah, you know, I, I took a basically a company sales course one time, and basically, you know, most salespeople go from features to benefits. Uh, the advanced course is from benefits to, to features, right? And, and basically, it, it goes back to what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is storytelling. And whatever you can do to, to spin a narrative, tell a story because people remember stories. People remember things that are concrete and tangible uh, rather than facts and figures and, and, and features as well. Chris Seed said, when is the best time of day to send, to send videos or to post? And John Piper actually has a great answer. He said, whenever you're ready to hit record. If you were texting the video to the other party, perhaps in the evening when they have their phone in their hand, they'll have to watch it. You can get their attention. But I, I don't let time be a huge barrier. Maybe not three in the morning. It might be a little weird to send a personal video to somebody, especially if they're, uh, you know, <laughs> the opposite sex. <laughs> like, that might be awkward. That, that would be awkward, right? yes. Uh, but, but, yeah, I wouldn't worry about time too much. I, I worry about time sometimes, and, and I just try to remove it from my mind. And, and basically, whenever I'm ready to, to record something or write something, I just write it down and, and send it out. Uh, and, and the key to, to minimizing uh, what time or those questions about time is just be consistent and pump out a lot of content, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and if you're relying on people in your network to comment, like, maybe even share, you might want to find what's best for your network, right? So there might be mm -hmm. a sweet spot for them where they engage with you more often. But then we start getting into algorithm hacking and all that stuff, and that's uh, that's its own show in and of itself. It is, yes, it is. And that's something we do on LinkedIn, right? I, I tag 15, 20 people, as many people as I can tag, just to, to bump up the, the views and numbers, and it, it works well in the algorithms, and it's just one of my little hacks. So here is so my outline for the recorded videos, just to just to close the bug on this before we talk about doing the live demos would be, I would first of all come up with a problem, right? You have a problem in mind, then you do an explanation introduction, not introducing your company though, introducing the problem, right? Or introducing the market condition or introducing whatever it is. Don't, don't just say your company name right out there. Nobody cares. Don't spend a lot of time on your company, especially the history of your company, what your company does. So there's there's time for that down the road, and and basically that's you'll never get the seven, seventy seconds if you're giving a history of your company. I mean, I, yeah. I can guarantee that's one of the things I can guarantee is that no one cares about you. That they all only care about themselves. And basically, the book that we have this week is the classic of classics, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that's one of the main tenets of the book, is that people like to talk about them themselves. They'd like to know about what problems and issues they're facing. So just go out the gate and, and, and hammer that point in, um, especially in those, those first or, or second calls. 
And if they have questions about your company, like really detailed information, there's what we call manufacturer's copy, right? It's just yeah. a history of your company. Uh, I, I just assume that no one cares. That is the easiest easiest rule for me is assume that no one cares uh, about any of that. They only care about their own problems. Yeah, so introduction, explain the problem, create that transition, use that common phrasing to potential customers, maybe even show a survey in there to fortify that problem you were talking about, show off one or two benefits of how whatever it is you want to talk to them about can solve that, uh, tell, put that call to action there, tell them to reach out to you. And if you want to use some proof elements of how it's helped other people, maybe even throw something in there like want to learn what your companies, what your competitors already have and show some t- t- statistics about how this is helping people. Yeah, you know, I mean, basically, uh, the, the more content you can provide in the line of the story that, that you're presenting on on the benefit side, uh, the, the better off you're going to be. You know, uh, basically, whatever that that can be, and that's we we have that more on the survey. I, I want to get into that more on that survey question than than right now because it, it'd be good to to see the results for that conversation. Yeah, let's get to that survey and let's talk about making in-person demos or uh, in-video demos with one of our guys who works for us uh, selling Sonar, who has since been going remote. He's really stepped up his video-making game so much so it got our attention and we wanted to bring him right on this show. Right, Kevin? That is right. We have uh, Kyle Taylor right here in the studio in another location because we're practicing social distancing here at Freight Waves. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have them on in a second whenever we – are we ready for them? We're right there he is. There we are. There we are. We're here. We're live from the Freight Waves apartment. Yes. I guess yeah. you can call it. I can't say my apartment or Kyle's apartment anymore, but, yeah, we're live. Thank well, you guys for having we're me. Partially, we're partially live from uh, Dooner's apartment, from so we Dooner's. got that going for us. <laughs> cool cats and kittens. Yes, yes. For all you cool cats – and kittens out there for sure. I have to, you know, always have to, uh, you know, what I've learned from these videos is sometimes I have to repeat myself, redo the videos to get it right. So, <laughs> so going yeah, so live we just, here. We just talked yeah. about making recorded videos. Did you have any insight to add to that before we move on to doing just live demo videos? Uh, recorded, I think you guys hit it right on. Um, really, you want to understand your audience. I think that's the number one, you know, use that I have. You know, I'm very brokerage heavy, very, uh, you know, logistics heavy, but not really on the trucking side, more on the, on the brokerage side. And so whenever I'm talking to my community, I want to understand who's going to be listening the most. And I think you guys hit it, hit it right on, but I always want to reiterate that, you know. I'm talking about owner operators and you know what could be affecting a trucking company and my entire network is full of shippers and and logistics companies that okay it's it may not hit the mark so always understand your your community Kyle you're not getting off easy you got 30 (laughs) seconds it is elevator pitch time Elevator pitch time. Welcome, welcome. Well, I, uh, I'm Kyle with FreightWaves. I work on our Sonar platform, and so our Sonar is a market intelligence tool for the freight market. It is the, the most in-depth data platform to give you real-time knowledge so that you can make better decisions for your company. In a time like this, we need better decision-making because it could be the difference between laying off an employee or making some margins. So uh, we're really helping changing the way that uh, organizations are making those decisions. Excellent. Let's stay in the elevator. Very good. Very good. Oh, man. I got to go lay down after that one. That was really good, pal. By the way, thank you. Thank you. I I think that that was legitimately one of the best elevator pitches 
We have got, there's a, let's break it down. One is you introduced yourself. You used your personality. You had energy in your voice, right? You talked Charisma. About, Charisma is what, what they call it, right? Charisma, <laughs> yes, charisma. <laughs> and also addressed a market condition that a lot of companies are going through, and you even struck an emotional chord. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of practice. That's one thing, you know, they, you know, a lot of people may not like the scripts, but, you know, a script can transition into adding your own flair to it into where you get to a, a certain point where you can just kind of go acapella on it and, and put your own flair. So, you know, thank you for letting me do it. So Nicole Glenn, though, Nicole is a little upset. She said that you're off brand and you should have wore your fun shirt today. I yeah, don't know if you could yeah. eat it with the bananas, but... Uh. Yeah, yeah. No, I want everyone... This is actually a great form for this. For everyone who's wondering, you know, those fun, those are Fun Shirt Fridays. So Fun Shirt Friday is when you get those shirts. You can't put those out every day, but just so everyone knows, that's when you're going to see those come to you live from Carl's But that's Party. your brand. You should run with it. Uh, yeah, you, you know should what? run with it. It's your brand. It's his Friday brand. <laughs> well, make it your everyday brand. Why not? You know, you know what? Why not? You know? Not so I have a question idea. for you. Kyle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Kyle, so whenever you started doing these videos, right, you record them, you post them on, on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, basically how your first few videos, how many takes did it take to get it right? That's a great. So I think the first video I did, I actually did first take. Um, somehow was able to do that. Uh, but... Uh, the second and third one, actually, my wife came over and asked me if I wanted to go take the dogs out, take a minute, because mm -hmm. I had about 20 takes on that last video, I think, on Monday. So it, it varies. It's, it's really it, it's tough, but I do have those times where it can take a couple takes before I get it right. Hey, Kyle, Sean Piper, he says, uh, boom, in reference to what you do with your elevator speech. Cindy Curtis has awesome <laughs> elevator speech. Trey Griggs says he was about to say the same thing. He's just disappointed. You're not in your apartment. Uh, this is proof, though, that your powers extend beyond that realm, right? It's not your own kingdom of solitude. And Michael Ramirez says, what an elevator speech. I have a question I forgot to ask you, though. On your LinkedIn, it says you went to the Daytona State College and you practiced with the baseball team. Yep. Yeah, Did you no. just come back practice with the baseball team? Yeah, so I was uh, I played baseball right out of college with Daytona State, and uh, then from from there took my talents and, and went to the fire academy and uh, became an EMT paramedic, and then found the freight market somehow and haven't left. <laughs> yeah, join the club. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it just keeps sucking you back in, no matter what you do. Yeah. Kevin, before I derailed you, I think you were going to ask Kyle sort of how he got over those initial jitters, right, and got comfortable yeah. making his own videos. Yeah, because, I mean, literally, whenever I, I started doing some uh, voiceover screen type of, of demos a, a few years ago for Careless, and the, the first set of those I did, I, I tried to keep them, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, it took me, like, three days to get my first one because I could never make it through it. I was nervous, uh, and I, I think a lot of people out there can identify with that. Uh, and, and basically, so I wanted to ask Kyle, you know, how, how do you get over that? So there's initial jitters, you know, recording a video of yourself and posting it out there for all the world to see. You know, I think what actually allowed me getting over those jitters was my tagline. Something that, you know, on the first video, I never intentionally did. It was, you know, live from Kyle's apartment. And it was like, why am I referring to myself in third person? But it... You know, it started to become, okay, that's my tagline. And so I think having a solid introduction kind of gets those jitters out of the way so that once I get to the, the meat and potatoes of the content, it's, 
I'm ready to go, I'm sharp, and we can kind of go after this. And, and it's also knowing that you're not perfect. I mean, I'm not making a marketing video up here. I'm not trying to be you know, this extremely professional, hit every word, not say um, not trip over my words. So I think, it's, I think from my community, everyone respects that you know, we're human, and they, and they like that, and they seem to like that a lot. And now you're pretty comfortable with doing that. So how long did it take you from those initial jitters to being comfortable now? Being this is like an everyday or, or normal thing for me. You know, it's probably about a week. I think I was really fortunate that one, I know you guys said earlier, you know, it's not always about the company and you don't want to always focus on the company name, but being at Freight Waves, I think having the community that we have here, it's an actual community that I feel very comfortable being around. So that was one thing. And also having a, a lot of other content creators around me not at Freight Waves also give me like kudos. I think when, when someone gives you a, a compliment, it makes you, you know, have a little bit more confidence in yourself. And, and just like what you said, uh, Kevin, which was, you know, everyone always wants to you know, focus on themselves. So when you get to see, you know, get a compliment, it always helps. Uh, speaking of compliments, Larry Singleton well, I actually think he's throwing shade here. He's a director of movies like Boys in the Hood. Wait, no, sorry, that's John Singleton. Larry Singleton says, casual Kyle, why don't you dress up for the people? Well, I think that might be Kyle's brand, right? He's, uh, he's, uh, he's unbuttoned. Yeah, no, yeah, classic shirt today. So we're going to be classic shirt Kyle. We're professional Kyle today. Friday, though, we're going to be coming at you live with a fun shirt, for sure. Jonathan, Jonathan Payne says, Kyle mentioned retakes. Isn't there something authentic with small errors in live videos or ad hoc conversations being recorded so people don't appear too rehearsed? I mean, I would agree with that, but I think there's, mm -hmm. I think like you're not just editing little small sentences and you're just like, yeah, that take kind of sucked. My inflection was wrong. I could have said that better, right, Kyle? No, that's spot on. So I actually got really fortunate that my, my director, Brad Ganane, came to us right when we started working from home and he said he found Loom, which is the, the platform that I use to record my videos so that I can do like screen shares and also have my face at the bottom, which I found a lot of value in initially. And then you know, being, I just, I don't edit anything. It's literally just one take. If I didn't like it, I delete it and I do it all over again. So that's a, I try to keep it as genuine as possible. And if I trip up a little bit, it's usually those intros that I'll retake. Cindy Curtis said it took her 21 times to make her last 12-minute demo. That's a long demo, too. A lot of takes. Yeah, uh, a lot of takes. That is, Joseph yes. Landry said, I doubt it has to be robotic like a TED Talk. Most people are watching your nonverbals anyway, trying to size you up if you're honest or not. And he's right. There's a lot of uh, first-impression psychology going on right away when you're having conversations through video. You're getting judged. Oh yeah, I love it. If you're if you're afraid to get in judged, then don't put your content out there. But it is definitely where everyone really appreciates each other. That you appreciate the human aspect of things. I think that's why. I mean, Kevin over here got 60 likes on his video that he took once, and you know I'm I'm striving to get halfway there. So we'll get there eventually, Kevin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you will. You, you definitely will. How? Whenever you're doing your demos or, or your videos on on LinkedIn, what's the average time? Uh. Probably about 60 seconds, average time for me, 60 seconds to two minutes, I believe. So, right? I think that's a good sweet spot. This, because, this, yes. 
you go any longer than that, then it's too much. And I always, you know, I strive for comments. And, you know, so I always want to know what people are thinking, what they see from their point of view, because I can show all this data in the world. But if, if people don't find value in that and they don't have their perspective on things and their take, then it's really meaningless. So that's what, you know, I've noticed. Uh, I get a lot of comments and feedback from companies that say, oh, that makes so much sense. Thank you for putting that out there. Or here's what we're seeing kind of thing. So that always makes the, makes the video so much better. Yeah, you're doing the recorded videos, so then you can do a live demo with someone, be that by video. You don't want to give all that stuff away in your recorded video, then nobody will have any reason to talk to you. Right. No, exactly. And you always want to keep it genuine as well. I don't want everyone to look at my videos and feel like they're getting sold sonar. So I still want it to, to be like they're talking to me. And since it's not very often we get to go out of the apartment and, uh, and talk to actual humans live, so that's always nice. And I think people like to, the genuineness of it. Hey, Jacob Reed. So Jacob Reed brought up a really great question. He's uh, Vice President of Business Development at ARL Logistics. He said, I like the survey, Kevin. I am interested to see the final results and the spin you guys put on it. I would say questions one could have Question one could have been two questions. I do a lot of video calls or voice calls with screen sharing, but never make recorded video presentations. I think because that is how it is for me, it would be the same for everyone else, right? Video is scary because it is produced and should be perfect. Yeah, I don't agree with that. A video conference or web demo is a conversation, and those flow and have normal textures of life. How often do you use video calls? He uses them very often. Or create videos, he never does for presentations. Interesting stuff. Should we look at the survey and see what the audience has to say about that? Yes, that sounds like a great idea, Junior. Well, let's right, go so right the, to the survey. Yeah, let's go because question one, he referenced yeah. it there. Question one that you put out was, how often do you use video calls or create videos for presentations or demos with prospects or customers? And good news, Kyle, the majority of people said never. never. So you're already kicking their butt. <laughs> you're ahead of good. the game. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 25% rarely. Yeah, 25%. And, and basically, uh, you know, so our audience are mostly freight brokers, carrier salespeople. So I don't know how receptive shippers are to to doing video calls or video presentations. Uh, you know, drop us a line on, on LinkedIn to, to let us know. Because I was kind of curious about that during this survey, but it looks like people really, it's underserved, especially in this industry, the use of video. I mean, and that's a constant thing that I said last week, I'll say it this week, is that anyone who starts right now is going to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, I mean, w w the survey shows that usually and always combined, we're less than 20%. So be that 80% ass kick. Yeah, there's plenty of pl plenty of real estate out there to, to claim your spot doing videos. Uh, and, and basically, I think the next question, the question after is, what do you actually put in your videos? And whether you're making videos or just doing demos or presentations is basically content is king. And even if you don't want to do videos, basically, this is always a hard hard thing for, for all salespeople to do, especially in, in say, freight brokerage. To, to build content that is not your company information. It's not a history of your company. It's not how many, you know, how many carriers you have in your system or, you know, features of, you know, uh, rates that, that you, that, you know, throwing out rates, those type of features, but to really have good content to, to share, whether it's an actual call, video call, or a recorded video demonstration. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and here's the good news, Kyle, is that, 
of that less than 20% that are making videos all the time, they're making them wrong. Because our survey question two was talking about what content do you usually share with prospects and customers on a presentation, demo call, or video? And 80% failed this one miserably and put company information. Yep. Yep, just like what you guys said in, in, in that book. It's always me, 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 look at my company, but really it's you, know, it's you the, the viewer. What, can, what, what do you see? What do you find valuable? And, and I also think just to hit on something that I wanted to chime in on was the, the multiple avenues of content that you can create. So don't just do video, don't just do post. Um, I recently just posted my own article for the first time. So really just try to get across the, the spectrum and then see what works for you because it's at the end of the day about your community. And if they like you writing articles, then do what they like you to do. Yeah, I would agree. Kevin, we yeah, were exactly. talking about this beforehand and and we talked about it at the beginning of the show that when you make a video, you have to have a point, right? Mm -hmm. Kyle, how do you identify that point? Do you use the freight market information? Do you use load to capacity data, shipping, ship specific industry, trucking rate data, or do you, whatever it makes sense for that day or whomever you're trying to reach? Yeah, I, well, one, I don't think it's always forced content because when you just start forcing the same thing over and over, it becomes white noise. So it has to be something significant. It's got to be something that's got to hit that heartstring as well. So it could be, I can see, a, you know, it could be a benchmark in the freight data. We can see that, okay, we're at a 12% decline in overall rate or volumes. That's huge. Or I could be talking to one of my prospects or customers that's telling me, oh, well, we just had a huge decline in our volumes and our customers that are doing alcohol are now doing hand sanitizer. I'll maybe talk about that. You know, we're seeing rates go down. So you kind of want to talk about what's relevant to the market right now. And, you know, talking about the same thing over and over again may not be significant or get you the amount of uh, uh, views or attention that you're looking for. Kevin, what do you think about this one? This was survey question three, and it says, survey question three is, if you already use video for presentation demos, or if you'd like to use video, what method would you be most comfortable with? Uh, number one was live presentation demo video. Pre-recorded was about 25%. And some of the comments we heard back was that, I think that there's this perception that's wrong, and that's that pre-recorded video has to be like a company commercial, and it has to be overproduced, where... I think, Kyle, you would also disagree with that, right? That you can make pre-recorded videos casually just as you would a live. No, that's spot on. If you, if you ever see any of my videos, I don't want to make this all about me, but if you've seen them, they're, they're very casual. Um, I read the comments. Everyone loves the fun shirt, so it's casual. It doesn't always have to be professional, but it's the message behind the, the video. So I can be you know, talking about you know, Netflix videos at the introduction and all this fun stuff at the beginning, but you have to have something that someone can find value in and can change the way people react. So at the end of the day, it can be, you can make it whatever you want it to be, but a lot of people do like it when it's a little bit more casual. How do you feel about that, Kevin? Uh, yeah, people like a, a authenticity, right? That, that's casual authenticity. You have to be authentic. I, I think going back up over to the, the, the content question, I wanted to add in really quick. One of the most underserved answers here and probably underserved content from a content marketing or a content production is shipper-specific industry information. Right, I, I think a lot of people overlook that and the value of that to a shipper. It might not even have to do with uh, with logistics or supply chain, but just industry information that they can uh, they they can share. Right, so you always want shareable information, uh, but I think that's one of the one of the most underserved type of ends that that you might be able to to use content for. Yeah, rule of thumb, know your audience. We were talking about this before the show, too, about demos we've had to sit through, the worst demos, the ones where 
people just talk about their company or the person doing the demo, especially these live demos, they just go off a script the whole time and they never give you a chance to speak. And you have to watch them go through feature and feature. And the problem with that is the second they touch on something that's not applicable to you, they lose you, right? And your mind just wanders and the demo may as well be done. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, basically, if you're feature or data heavy and you're not telling a story, my mind wanders. Yeah. My mind will wander off into into whatever. Uh, and and that is, is really important. You have to tell a story and not talk about all your features, you know, the number of trucks you have or the capacity that you have is, is to be able, be able to really connect with uh, the, the person across the screen that maybe a live video call or or your target market target market and or target person and uh, uh, approach that you're going to use on your video. Yeah, the next survey question was, do you find that having content to share with your prospects, so it's all important content customers, increases your chances of selling more on service and expertise rather than price? And here's the interesting stuff. And when we look at these surveys, sometimes we see some cognitive dissonance going on because sometimes it was 50%, usually it was 40%, so 90%. Right, or I don't know if this even maps out properly. Could you do a couple answers? I don't know. 90% I think are maybe you could. It does help. It, it's 90% are saying that it really does help. So why aren't 90% of sales reps using it? That's a good question. Why, why aren't they using it? I mean, basically, I would, my answer would be always. Your, your chances are always higher if you have good content. I, I think and whether you're using video or, or sales material or a story, whatever you're using, Having good content, being able to, to pitch off of that is, is always. I don't know how it how about, cannot be. I mean, I think, you, Kyle? What do you think, Kyle? It's, uh, I think it comes down to fear. I mean, at the end of the day, some of us are afraid to put ourselves out there like this and afraid to hear what people are saying about us. So I can see why someone would you know, not do it or just find the easy way out in order to not put the content out. But you know, it does have to, you have to put in the work, just like anything. You Put your fear aside in order to, to get the value that you're looking to get. So, and your fear is costing you sales. Yeah, your, yeah. your fear. You <laughs> no know, coffee for you, right? <laughs> you know, I think the next question is really about not being prepared, and that's costing you money. Yep. Oh, how much? Yes, the next slide is how much time do you put into crafting video content and a narrative for your demos or presentations? And here's the problem. So the one above it, right? The answer above it, everyone agrees that this stuff helps. But then this next answer. 40% say they put no time into it. And, and, and basically, it tacked on to that question, and, and it didn't show up on the chart, is whether you use video or not. Your normal presentation that you do right now, whether it's on the phone or uh, in person, uh, that, that's included in the, video, in the video. So what is this? One out of three people put no preparation into uh, a presentation or a demo? Yeah. Good news for Kyle. Kyle, how long have you spent? Uh, it'll vary. So, I mean, I hate to say it, it'll vary on the, the size of the organization, but, you know, how complex this demo might be, I really want to get an understanding of the organization. So I'll put in, you know, at least 30 minutes before. Um, but if it's something that I have a good grasp on, meets my, you know, addressable market, then it's something I'm really good at. It'll, it'll maybe move that needle up or down. Hey, Kyle, Brad Reinhardt at Guerrilla Logistics said he signed up for Sonar a few weeks ago and it's the best tool. There we go. That's a customer testimony. Hashtag, there you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a name there, too, Gorilla. That's, that's awesome. I love that. 
And then, Kevin, there's one question we've just been tracking throughout the pandemic, and that was, are you concerned you may lose your job due to a lack of sales or an economic crash? And this one seems to have stabilized quite a bit, right? People are not as concerned as they were a few, even a few weeks ago. The people who don't know still don't know. That's about the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think people can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Or a glimmer of a light, at least. So, so basically, maybe the worst is over. It's going to get a little bit better from here over the next few weeks. And, and then everything will be just as normal. So I think that's the, the attitude right now. Uh, I, I think on all of these, I'm almost, I don't know. I, I don't As, will, know. You settle, will you settle a debate I had with uh, Emily Zink this morning? When uh, you're making videos, horizontal or vertical? <laughs> Is that for Kyle or for me? For both. You got 60 links on your right. vertical video. I know, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to argue against what I did. I, I might try a horizontal uh, just to see how it goes. But I, I kind of like the vertical, just speaking in, kind of like a guerrilla marketing type of tactic. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, And I didn't get a chance to, to read the article that you sent over to me earlier today. So uh, I don't have any facts to back it up. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, well, I think it's depending on what you use. So if you are using your phone, then you kind of you either have that option. Are you trying to get people viewing from their phone? Then I would say upright. You always want it to be compatible with where your viewers are going to view you from. Um, for all my LinkedIn posts, I'm always on my computer, so it's a wider screen, looks better. But I think that's uh, the kind of medium answer there. Are you going to attract people that are looking at you on your phone or from a mobile device or from a computer? Kyle, I 100% agree with you here. I think that for widescreen sort of demos, if you're showing off your computer, you're showing off what you're doing with Sonar, or someone's showing off some other SSA, uh, SaaS platform, 100% go, or you're taking, you know, you're, what, you're taking a video of your neighbors fighting in the street. But if you're just <laughs> like your face in the camera testimonial, the, uh, the data I was looking at, because it takes up more real estate on people's phones, shows that it's much more effective. And this data I was looking at, looked at click-throughs from, uh, from Facebook campaigns, from LinkedIn campaigns. So I think that there's fruitful. No, I 100% agree. And, you know, definitely make sure you understand your audience. I think that's the key takeaway for everything. So. And no matter if it's horizontal or vertical, just do it. Just do yeah. it. Find what you like. Yep. Find what, you, what other people like and just run with it. That's the most important thing. Get over just if you're do not, it. If you're not doing something... Uh, completely offensive or polarizing, <laughs> then, then just do it. If you're just showing off your personality, talking about a market condition that, you're, that, you're, that your sales efforts improve, go for it. Yeah. Definitely. What do you have to lose? You really have nothing to lose. Bruno DeLeo, he is a global sales director at Legacy Supply Chain Solutions. He said, you should put the same prep time in video presentation demos as you would in your sales calls and meetings. Yeah, it's just a different medium, right? It's basically you're still selling. You're still doing presentation. It's just uh, you're doing it a little bit differently. So put that, that prep time in it. Do it right. Do it casual. Do it authentically. And good things will happen. Hey, uh, Kyle, how does our audience reach out to you, learn more? Should they follow you on LinkedIn, check out your videos, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Follow me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my platform of choice right now. So that is where I'm going to be posting. I try to post every day, but it may be every other day. But, uh, you know, go follow me, especially on Fridays. You'll see a great fun shirt. You, you know, maybe I'll surprise it, change it up, throw it on maybe during the week a little bit since there's a lot of hot demand out right now. 
Thanks for joining us today, Kyle. Thank you. Well, for let's the give Kyle a round of applause. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah. how about a little cowbell? I usually don't break that out on this show, but I'll do it just for Kyle. Nice. There you go, brother. All right, Kevin, it's time to draw for the book. Actually, I did that before did the that. show saw my video on social. It was number 18. Tell them who the book is, what the book is, and I will tell them who number 18 was. The book is Into the Fire, or The New Fire, actually, not Into the Fire. The New Fire by Nick Francis, who was on our show last week. And it's all about how to use video to drive sales. Number 18 is Nicole Barrett. Now, Nicole, thank you so uh, much for uh, signing up for the book here. That's all you got to do is leave a comment during the show or reach out to Kevin and I on LinkedIn. Just, just friend us on there, follow us on there, whatever. Send us a message. Leave a comment here or during the week. If you've seen any of our posts, just leave a comment. We're more than happy to put you on this list. 100% free. Kevin, what's the next book? And, you know, if you're a new listener, connect with us, both Dooner and I, Kevin Hill, Tim Dooner on LinkedIn. We accept all connections. We're building our networks. And the next book is Dale Carnegie's classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't have a copy of it. I did see Kyle Taylor was reading it because I saw one of his LinkedIn posts where he had a, a photo of that near the Tennessee River down here uh, a few blocks away. So for that and basically concentrating on, on building videos that are about that other person that you can't see across the camera, that's the book that we're going to do this week. Yeah, Chris Jolly says, just like sales calls, just go for it, and your own brand will be created. 100%, if you want this book, just go for it. Leave a comment. We will include you on here. Also, in the show notes of this and, and on the on the on when we share the article that has the video and everything, there is a link for the Put That Coffee Down, Glenn Gary's. That is our networking list for all of you, our way of giving back to the community. Speaking of, let's do some shout-outs, man. Joseph yeah. Landry. Joseph Landry's a great episode. Thanks for the content may be in the book drawing. You sure were, sir. Greg McLean, CEO of Logistics, etc., said, keep up the great work, bro. Behind the mic, you are a natural. He's talking about me, not you, Kevin. No, I'm just I, I imagine okay. that. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. Or ideas, Vice President of G J A D Trucking says, yo, love the podcast, brother. Just started listening this past week. And look, how can I hear it live, though? Uh, noon, right? Noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday. You can hear all of our shows live. On, uh, and do it on LinkedIn. That's yes. my favorite version. We comment with you guys on LinkedIn quite a bit over here. Emiliano Ramos, natural client, sales executive at Echo Global Logistics, said, love the podcast. Put that coffee down. Uh, what the truck, Freightways Insiders, all of them looking forward to learning more from your podcast and using them as sales methodology tools. We love hearing that, too. If you're using these to train with, let us know. Yes. We always want to know that. And that's uh, the goal of the program. Our call to action is use it for training purposes. Use it for your own training, your team's training, your company's training, training in all forms. Mark Horowitz, Patrick Murray, Stan Duncan, shout out to you guys. Tony DeFilippo said, great podcast, informative, helpful, and really fun. Martin Mayow, we talked to him earlier in this show. He's National Account Executive at Armstrong Relocation. He said, fantastic podcast. To your point on video conference calls, someone I've implemented is something he's implemented is including my Skype name into my email signatures with more folks becoming comfortable with the new norm of video calls. Why not? Yeah, why not do it? Do it. It's, it's easy. Everyone should be comfortable on video calls now. I mean, that was a, a good way to get over the jitters is basically a lot of people are doing video calls. So you should be uh, pretty comfortable with seeing your, your, your face on a video screen and other people doing that. Just expand that out now. 
Meredith Cohen. She said, thanks, Kyle. Meredith, no, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you, Jamin. Thank you, Chris Jolly, Nicole Glenn, all good stuff. Erica Reese, she is building brands with custom die casts and plastic replicas. Oh, she makes all those trucks, right? She said, great ideas. She makes a lot of those trucks we have down in the museum downstairs in the uh, online Hall of Fame. Yes, there are. We, we have quite a few gear? of them down there. We missed the, the podcast booth, too. Yes, we do. Uh, I don't miss it. Maybe you do. Uh, Hank Parsons says, uh, thanks for the shout out. EDI by Design says, great podcast, quite informative. Nicole Glenn said she missed this one. I thought it was later. Normally I get a notification saying it was going live. Yeah, sometimes LinkedIn Live and, and, and will do that. You know what? Nicole Glenn uh, said that she'd send me her, her sales video for me to critique. Please, if you want to, someone to see it before you send it out to, to everyone, send it to Duner and I. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a look at it and, and give you some feedback. Lori Zek, she said, hi, Kevin. I'm watching a YouTube video from February about cold calling. Made to stick is mentioned, but the cover on the book in the video is different from the one on Amazon. Is it the same book? I'm not sure because she didn't share a link to the video. Oh, I, I responded to her. It, it is the same book. It, oh, nice. it, it, is, it is the same book. I just have an old secondhand copy. Oh, okay, great. Uh, Melissa Price says, I did my first video call. It made me think of her carrier list days. Yes. She was uh, my marketing person at, at Carrier And Jim Becker said, kudos, survey completed. He can't wait. Well, we hope you joined us on this episode. Jim Baker, let's see. Did we miss anyone here in the comment section? John Piper, he says, I just did a live event with the Dallas Dale Carnegie guys via Facebook Live to discuss several of the DC principles and how they apply to the challenges we are facing. I would like to get involved with your book event. Very good. Our, Our book event? I'm not sure what you mean drawing. by that. You I guess definitely so. be included in the book drawing. I didn't know we had a book event. I don't know either. It's an, I guess it's an event, right? It's I the main so. event. Uh, shout I'm sure it's on Cindy my Curtis. calendar somewhere. Shout out to uh, Jonathan A. Payne, Cindy Curtis, Joseph Landry, all you guys for joining us today. Uh, Larry Singleton for making fun of Kyle's shirt. That was nice of you, Michael Ramirez. <laughs> um, Everybody did a good job today. Coming up after us is Freightonomics at 2 o'clock. Zach and Anthony are going to be talking about the macro conditions of the freight economy. I recommend you guys watch that because that will give you these talking points so maybe you can make your next video. Say, hey, I was watching Freightonomics, and they said this about the market. You must, you must be you know, under the thumb of this market condition. Yeah, you can draw on uh, some great content from Zach and Anthony. They're coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern time. So – you know, take a look at those guys and and take that content and create a video on it. We got a whole back catalog too. This is all evergreen stuff. I've put that coffee down. So go subscribe to it on Freycast, your favorite podcast player of choice. Michael P. McCarthy has a great one that we could end on. He says, the new normal is yet to be determined, but it will be different. Can't uh, argue with that one. At Timothy Dooner on Twitter or LinkedIn, Kevin Hill. Kevin Hill at LinkedIn or Cahill at Freightwaves.com. You can always shoot me an email as well. Oh, John Piper thought we were going to review the book. No, we don't review books. We send them out to people. So you guys can review them. But we do have talking points here and there about them. But yeah, we don't we don't review the books. Yeah. They're anyway, great books hit anyway. Hit the music, guys. Let's go home. This has been a great Wednesday.